0: Fry and Mike are back for the weekend, boys. Let's hear about the 4th of July. Oh, Fry, ah, fuck. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. Fry and Mike are back from the long 4th of July weekend, and here they are. Shout out to our new voice guy, Tom Rundy. Coming at you today, we got a little mini podcast interview with my favorite Englishman, Alex Bradley. God save the queen, and let's spin. Here live on the Calhoun Cub podcast. Got my buddy Mike with me. You having a good night so far?
1: Yeah, buddy, I am. It's been fun. We went out for some dinner and we just got back.
0: What'd you eat for dinner?
1: Uh what did I have? I had a curry. I had a veggie curry dish, but awesome to add chicken because I'm not nothing about that vegetarian <laughs> life.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Brad, gotta get that protein, baby. Bradley, this is Michael. Where'd you where'd you eat at tonight?
0: Nice to meet you. Uh, we went to El May. Oh, Jack's fine and wine and dime you, huh? Uh,
1: it wasn't actually Jack. It was Jack with um, Susie and Ed actually took us out.
0: Oh, really? That's awesome.
1: Yeah, it was, it was really nice. You know those two
0: guys. Yeah, they were really great. Nice. Yeah, they were over that one night when we had, like, steaks or whatever. Uh-huh. Yep, yep. But, you know, um, we're excited to chat with you. Mike has a couple buddies in England as well, and he's been over across the pond. So we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But, you know, first off... We want to get right into kind of your soccer career at Loras College. And first of all, like, what brought you over to the U.S.?
1: Um, all right, so I was back home in England. I was kind of in a period of not knowing what I wanted to do. Um, America was always in the back of my head to come over and try and get, like, a, a football scholarship or a soccer scholarship. And uh, I came out to visit my aunt and uncle uh, with my mom. Well, I was 18 or 19, I think I was. and So, at this
0: point, uh, I, you were done with high school for a year when you came out and visited, correct?
1: Yeah, I was done with high school. Uh, um, I'd done a college um, football or soccer thing, um, which was, like, very basic education. And uh, education was basically to fund the soccer program. Um, and it was really good fun, but, I mean, as far as education goes, it wasn't that challenging. uh it wasn't like college over here. It was more like, I don't know, I would compare college back home to like community college, I would say. Like, yeah. it's not quite as challenging. Um, and then, yeah, it was after that, I came out here to see my aunt and uncle just for a visit. Like, we do every few years with my mom. And, uh, she's like, oh, like, I know you're kind of not, not sure what you wanted to do and you thought about coming over here to play uh, football, or English football. And, um, she just heard that Laura had made a Final Four in the national final so like knew they had a good program and it was just down the road so it was like why don't you give the coach a call and go talk to them? so that was like the start of it and then I went to Loris University of Dubuque and St. Ambrose to visit um, and felt like Loris was the best fit for me honestly uh, they, they wanted me to this was in like June I think yeah. and they wanted me to, uh, to come out that August to start um and I needed to come home basically for a year and work and earn some money so I could afford to come out here. But it made my mind up while I was here, I was going to do that. And uh, then went home for like 11, 12 months, saved up some money, and found myself out in Dubuque the next, the following year, I have... which feels like it was about six months ago, but it was like four years
2: ago. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I a couple of my buddies that live um, over in England, they're, I mean, they're they're pretty talented. I've seen them or I've played with them and that. Do you think? Like the main reason that more um, kids from England don't come overseas is just because it's expensive to go- come to school here in the u s or what what do you think the main reason that some of the talent in in england doesn't doesn't come over here to play football so so why don't more people yeah yeah um, uh, um I don't think we
1: know kind of the opportunities that are over here okay. um honestly like I had no idea how big um like, even high school sports over here. I had no idea. I knew college, I knew college sports where um, were huge in, like, American football and basketball and stuff, but I had no idea, like, uh, the level that we can see at, uh, at just the high school level. So, I think it's basically just not knowing, basically. There are these companies over there that, um, you can pay, um, to go and train with in England and, they record some games and some training sessions and stuff. Um, and then they make you like an online profile, I think it is. Mm. And, and then they put you in connection with colleges and universities over here. And that was kind of the route I started going. And then when I was over here visiting, I didn't realize kind of how easy it is. It's just kind of a middle map, but you really don't need to do that. It's not not necessary. It can be as easy as sending emails and footage yeah. over the web um, to get colleges, especially at like the Division 3 level, especially Division two level to get different um, athletes and stuff across across the pond as I made the trip. Um,
0: so, so, yeah, Alex, over in England, like you said, you pay to get in these really good camps, you get good looks from, like, the biggest clubs over there. Is it basically if you're not going to be, you know, out of high school, you're already at that young age, you know, 16, 17, getting looked at by these big clubs, do a lot of, like, English kids think, you know, it's not worth it to continue if you're not getting those looks right away to continue and try to, you know, maybe develop a little more out of college?
1: Um, yeah, I think that's part of it. I think another big part of it is that there's, good this is number one sport in England, so everyone wants to, uh, obviously, try and be a professional soccer player. Every young boy's dream is to be a professional soccer player. And um, there's a lot of opportunities to play at different levels, like, there's playing with your friends. If like I don't know, maybe um, you're not as talented as the other guys. Or there's playing like at a club level. Uh, but hey, you just ran outside. Um, sorry. Um, and then there's like the academy, the academy levels, um, which is the the elite kind of. It's all free and it's the best coach in the country and stuff like that.
2: I've heard of the. I've heard the uh, Sunday pub leagues are also pretty big over in
1: England. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's huge! It's huge! It's so. That's what I mean. Like, I could go home now and visit, and I'd have probably some friends be like, "Hey, like, do you want to come play for like our Sunday league side?" And yeah, it's all <laughs> local pubs putting putting together teams, and uh, that's all good fun. Um, Were you? It's obviously not competitive, but I I think a big part of it is. Players fall out in love with it when they don't get, like you said, when they don't get the opportunities that some of the guys do. um, Or if they are with a team or with a club, like a a Premier League team, with their youth development team, and then they get released at, like, I don't know, 14, 15, 16, these teams say, oh, you know what, you're not good enough. Mm Mm-hmm players fall out of love with the game and they become, like, frustrated and stuff like that.
0: Which to me is just crazy, because at that age you haven't really matured at all and you don't know, like, if you do stick with it and maybe just go to, like... Because the Premier Clubs are, like, those are top-notch development leagues. If you just go somewhere else and maybe try to develop a little more and you never know what kids are going to develop and they could actually make it.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. And there's a perfect example of that. One of my... I played for um, Milton Keynes-Dones Academy from when I was about... 12 to about 15 years of age, and at 15 they cut the team in half. They release like literally half the team because the U the then U15s play with the U16s, so it was like half and half of two years kind of combining. And I was on the half that got released, um, and there was obviously another I don't know eight nine kids that got released at that age, and it was devastating. But I just actually seen on like social media and just keeping up to date with some of my friends that one of the kids that was also released at that stage has just actually re-signed with Milton Keynes-Bellans, who had released him. He's actually like, captained the team now, and he just signed a long-term professional contract with them. So it just shows you like, yeah, technically if you think about it, they were wrong in releasing him, because now they've Absolutely. paid this other team a bunch of money to re-sign him back to them when they could have had him yeah. from the start. but. Yeah, just like you said
0: though. Yeah, I just think about where I was at, like 14, 15, you know, I was like five foot two, like a hundred pounds. You know, you never really know where you're <laughs> gonna get where you're gonna go, you know, it's unbelievable. But you know uh-huh. We, uh-huh. <laughs> but, but dude, you obviously had a dazzling career, you know, you're a two year captain at Loris, all American last year, you helped lead the team to the national championship game your junior year. You know, now you're at the Cedar Rapids Rampage, currently undefeated. How has that been treating you? Yeah, it's been
1: really good. Um than I can of imagine honestly. I played in I played in the same league last summer, uh, for the Madison team, Madison 56ers, which was uh, really good to do going into my senior year. It really yeah. helped me in uh, in like my playing and staying in shape in the off season and stuff like that. Um bought the Cedar Rapids thing, uh, I don't know, they just the organization seems to be more out there. They have uh, they have the actual professional indoor team which is under the same umbrella so um, they got all, like, these different sponsors and stuff like that, and in the fall, the professional teams are able to pay some of their players and house some of their players, um, and it's been great. I mean, the team we have is really good. We're very talented, as our results have shown. We're now 7-0 on the season, um, and we we did the double of my old team this year, so, That's I guess you could say, yeah, that shows that it made, I kind of made the right decision to
2: come out here, but.
1: I actually
2: uh, I actually lived in Cedar Rapids last summer with my brother. How are you liking the uh, Cedar Rapids nightlife and all the other... I mean, Cedar Rapids, I think it gets kind of a bad rep, but it's it's not a bad place. How have you been enjoying it?
1: I don't mind it. I mean, I'm only... I'm, I'm kind of partly housed right there right now, so I just kind of... I drive in on a... We have practice Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and games on the weekend, so... I'll maybe drive home back to the viewbook from practice on Wednesday, but then stay... Drive back. See have to Stay there. Thursday night, Friday night, if we have a game, and then maybe yeah. Saturday. But I haven't actually done the nightlife
0: there. Um, I obviously stay you wanna, there. You want to spend time with your sweet things, silly? You know, <laughs> get as much time with your friends as possible. But dude, honestly, could you stay there like full time? You get free rooming all summer, or what's your deal? Like, do you get like free food, free rooming, or what's your deal with them right now?
1: So we have. Um, they have the housing opportunities, and they have like apartments and stuff they can give to us. Um, I actually just, I, I told them I wasn't going to be staying there all week yeah. round. so um, I'm kind of, whenever I stay, I just stay kind of in the living room, I got like a little twin uh, mattress and bed frame in one of the living rooms of the apartment, so it's, it's good enough, you know, I just stay there a couple yeah. nights a week, but in the fall, they've said they're going to give me, um, i my own apartment or just my apartment with one that's, other guy. That's so, awesome, so the season know, continues, yeah. like if
0: there's a fall season as well?
1: yeah the fall is the uh professional indoor stuff so i mean i've never played the indoor but uh i'm really excited to give it a go i I think i'll learn a lot and it'll honestly help my outdoor game grow up too yeah i'm very excited to give it a try
0: so do you think you'll get better looks you know recruiting wise from like other clubs if you play really well in the indoor season have you already kind of seen some of that during the summer season or where do you think you're going to pursue soccer after this year i think
1: if I was to uh, play the indoor this fall, and like if I was to do really well, like you said, you're more likely to get scouted by other indoor teams, is my understanding. Like, There's a lot of trading that goes on within the indoor teams. Um, like, you have contracts and stuff that you sign, and teams come to agreements to trade players and stuff like that. So that's what I've kind of seen from the outside so far. Um, but I haven't been around an indoor season yet. This is just kind of what I see because we have some of the indoor players on the outdoor team right now but um some yeah you can earn a good little kind of side gig uh playing the indoor stuff it looks like a lot of fun it depends on the arena you get a few thousand fans maybe up to like seven or eight thousand i think or some of the games so it's pretty cool
2: I've never I've never even seen you play, but just the fact that you have an English accent, I think that gives you a lot of points. I think right there the scouts are like, all right, this kid's playing a little
0: bit. He's legit. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> I, I, hope, I hope so. I hope so. That would be nice. But, Alex, your ultimate plan is to stay in America, correct? I know you were thinking about Australia football there for a while, but what are you thinking? You, you obviously love America, correct?
1: I do love America, yeah. I love it here.
0: So, if you had a power rank with like your favorite parts of America maybe that are better than England or not so much what would you think like what are your main reasons for loving America? What's my main reason for yeah, loving Yeah, like America, just so compared to England or whatever why do you love America so much? um, I don't know uh, the first thing that comes to mind
1: is Dubuque. Uh <laughs> my girlfriend just pointed there so. herself. <laughs> <laughs> Dubuque.
0: Yeah, uh, the, uh, the, the American
1: women Mississippi River. No, um I would say Dubuque like having the four years of having Dubuque and the community here and Loris' community, not only like as a student at Loris, but also like an athlete, part of the soccer team and stuff like that. Mm. Um That's been huge for me. I came out here not knowing if I was going to stay, thinking maybe I would want to move to a bigger um, college, maybe try and go to like a D2 or D1 school and try and play. But I knew as soon as I got here pretty much that kind of it was the place for me. Um, Also, the weather is beautiful Uh, in the summer. um, In in England, England's pretty overcast. (laughs) Everyone kind of thinks it rains there all the time, but it doesn't necessarily rain all the time. We don't normally get the, the sun.
0: That's what's crazy uh, to me. Like, England, isn't it, like, constantly, like, 40 to, like, 65 degrees? Whereas over here, you know, in Minnesota, yeah. it's anywhere from negative 10 to 100, which is just blows my mind. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, you just get the extremes, of, especially being Iowa. Yeah. You get the extremes of both sides of the weather. Whereas, yeah, in England, like you said, it barely goes, in the winters, it barely goes probably below 30 at night. Um, and then in the summers, we're lucky if we get anything over, like, a day of 75 or 80 but i mean this yeah. summer has been really nice but it's definitely an exception most, it, most of the right? you got to keep really in class.
2: mind they they go on celsius over there so they're not going fahrenheit so they're you know maybe 15 degrees i'm not very <laughs> sure with the fahrenheit right.
1: No, you're right uh, you're right <laughs> i mean celsius makes a lot more sense for anyway english yeah. as well well, back me up with that. The, the zero being freezing, to 100 people. Yeah. Well, that's a lot more sense. Than your Fahrenheit comes to you, though. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, know, I know when I was over in England, I was just, like, blown away with how small of a country. I mean, when you think of a lot of the countries in Europe, just how small they are compared to the U.S. Was that, have you been able to kind of get out and explore some of the different states within the U.S.? Or how have you, have you yeah, got out?
1: That was one of the other things I really, I mean, I love it and at the same time hate it because I love it because you can travel so far Mm -hmm. in the U.S. and there's so many different places to see without even leaving the country. But at the same time, like, I drive into Chicago now or something, I don't know, for a soccer game or uh, to see one of my friends and then I want to see all these other people. Mm -hmm. But they're in Chicago, but they're an hour drive apart from each other.
0: Yeah, so that's what's... I feel like that's what's crazy. To me, you were even... I think we talked about this in the past, like... Your buddies, if they moved away in England, like Max Drive, like across the country, like what is it, like two hours? It's like,
1: I mean, yeah, pr- probably like three, three hours. I mean, you could be six or seven hours apart from each other. It's just un- it. would be like moving from one one freaking side of the country to the other. Right. So normally, it's like three hours. So it's a lot easier. Hour, hour
0: To stay in touch with people, whereas here it's like everyone after college can go to any part of the U.S., and people just scatter so much that you don't have that sense of community as you can. Right.
2: You're so far apart. But even even that, though, like I have a buddy that lives up in Newcastle, which is, I don't know, I think only a few hours from like Shrewsbury or some of my other, where my other buddies live, and it's like they... They don't really drive cars or anything. I don't know if it's somewhere with your buddy, so it's like even if it is an hour or two train ride, it's kind of it's kind of rare if they meet up just because it's just kind of a different type of transportation and that, and they just don't really get together as much too. So, yeah, I agree there. I like the expense too to travel around. I mean, I'd say England's a little
1: more expensive getting around. I mean, they have the efficient. Uh, the efficiency of, like, the tube and stuff
2: in London, yeah. but that's only goes as far as around London, so... <laughs> I, I uh, got a funny story with the tube. I flew into Heathrow pretty early the one morning. I got in at, like, 5.30 when I flew in, and, God, I, I was waiting for my buddy from New York, and I couldn't... I was trying to operate the frickin' tube. Being a hillbilly from <laughs> Iowa, I had absolutely no <laughs> clue, just... And everyone, you know, when you're down there, everybody knows exactly where they're going, so they're just—they don't even want to look at you. I'm just that kid, yeah. clearly lost, and I was just—I was just hopeless. I ended up. They're, they're also—you have to remember—you <laughs> have to remember
1: they're also English, so they probably didn't want to help me
2: really lost. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, for sure, but. Um, And then another thing too Like when we were over there I know it was a bit of an adjustment for me It was just We started in When we went out The one Or most of the nights when we went out We didn't start drinking in that Until kind of late And we stayed out till Breakfast the next morning Was that a bit of an adjustment When you came over here And you can only stay in the bar Still too? Yeah I think that is And like the uh, The kind of day drinking
1: scene Over here too Yeah We, We do We do some day drinking in England But like I said it's it's only going to be when there's a beautiful day out. People are like, oh, let's go like, let's go to the pub in the like, mm. afternoon or in Dune. But over here, it's like, you know you're guaranteed three, <laughs> three, three you months s- of like solid summer. Yeah. So you can pick a weekend and you got an 80 to 90% chance that it's going to be a beautiful day out. And start drinking at freaking 6, 7 a.m. <laughs> well, come
2: on. You, you, you,
0: would, you would never do something like that, Alex.
2: No, never, never, never. Actually, <laughs> well, the County, it's known for just being such a dry county. People aren't
0: into that. But <laughs> Oh, God. But would you also say that you guys don't day drink as much over there because the weather is just, like, so cloudy all the time? It's, like, 60 degrees in the summer, cloudy. Like, you guys just don't get the itch to do that?
1: That's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, without the, without the sun. and When we do get a nice day, it's like, oh, what do we do? Like, let's go. Uh, let's go have a beer down the pub, and then it might turn into like a day, more of a day session. But uh, over here, like I, I, tell my brother sometimes about like the Green Mile that we take part in over here, and yeah, the tailgates,
0: the We and have our big days. And... I was even wondering, like over there, would the biggest days to like do something like that be before like a big soccer match? Would you guys just get up for it, just get after it, start drinking right away, or is that not, not so much a thing to do like the tailgating type scene we do over here?
1: probably it's not really tailgating but I mean people do obviously uh, have a few years before the afternoon games and stuff like this at 3 o'clock kickoff people might go down to the pubs uh, around like noon or something but um, and that's probably as long as your day there's no tailgates that uh, start in early hours in the morning
2: I know uh, I have a buddy that lives I don't know if you've been to Shrewsbury or heard of it but I have a buddy shout out Patty Townsend we went uh when I was there, we were going to I think Birmingham, and he had his he had some Chelsea gear on, and his his mom uh-huh. told his mom told him to take it off before we went to Birmingham, and I was I didn't really get it at the time, but uh, apparently well, it yeah, is apparently you can't really be wearing gear like that in certain cities. I mean, over here, for instance, I'm a Packers fan, and I can I suppose it's kind of frowned upon. I could wear something like that and. Chicago yeah. Bears country or that, but that's not really a thing in England. You're not supposed to do that, huh? Oh, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it depends where you go, obviously,
1: and uh, what proud you're with. I don't know, but I didn't realize uh, it was quite so much that. I'm surprised if it was like that. I'm surprised his mom was the one that knew about it. <laughs> <laughs> she might have been
2: kidding, though. Maybe I didn't catch it. Yeah, that's funny. I
0: don't know. But anyway, Bradders, how was it having your brother over?
1: Oh, it was awesome. It was a really good time. Um... Yeah, he kind of just messaged me earlier this year. Um, he had a bit of a thing go on with his um, ex fiance, should I say? And he was like, "I want to come out and see you," like cause it was awful when he was going through. Like, yeah, he, he wasn't yeah. bad, but like I just
0: wanted to be there, spend cheer time him up, here. get a little release um, weekend with him and party. Right, of right. So I mean, I'm know, sure you guys just, just really. You probably didn't even party that much. I mean, I know your girlfriend's sitting in the room. You guys probably just sat inside a lot and just <laughs> had some bro- bo- brotherly bonding
2: time, <laughs> huh? Vegas has nice yeah, no, it was really nice. It was just the two of us. I mean, we did do
1: the Vegas trip, and we did our. We had a good time we went to uh, the Wet Republic pool party, which was crazy, but uh, it was just good to spend some quality time. I mean, we had some really good downtime in Dubuque uh we got to see Chicago, and he got to come to a couple of my games, and he hasn't he played since like last summer when he, was, when I, he came out to visit Spock yeah, last should get to witness that as
0: well. You guys are like best friends obviously with, like matching tattoos and everything and <laughs> <obviously>, you're always, <laughs> you guys are, like honestly though you guys are like blood brothers you know?
1: Yeah, no we are like, yeah we're like best buds.
0: You yeah. guys ever get after each other like really get pissed off like who would win in a fight between you two?
1: Ah <laughs> oh, that's an interesting question now you say that like. So, I started hanging out with him and his uh, and his buddies, he's like four or five years older than me, and uh, I started hanging out with him and his friends probably when I was about 16-ish, so I was hanging out with like 20-year-old, four, and uh, he, he took me to the gym, he, he was like the big gym goer, and he he eventually took me to the gym, and that was currently related to soccer and the experience I had around soccer, I needed people both to size, and... Um, I eventually got the name from his his group of friends that I kind of uh, merged into, and I got the name as Big (laughs) Bradders.
0: Yeah, Alex. Actually, the reason I brought it up is because I was just reading the soccer article that was in your hometown newspaper titled "Soccer Mad Leighton Lad Makes It Big in America," and it was it quoted in there as the man known as Big Bradders. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: But you should so now. I mean, I was a little tough at playing soccer my freshman sophomore year, and I haven't really touched, uh, I haven't touched many weights in the last year or so. I mean,
0: dude, you used to be jacked. would you tell me you used to put up, like, two plates on each side of the bench, like, ten times or something like that?
1: I, I did have a pretty good record on the bench, but I was, for oh, soccer purposes, it, it was not <laughs> helpful. <laughs> for First, for soccer, soccer purposes, it was not helping me. So now I left the weight to one side. I've lost a little bit of size up top, and I'm
0: playing yeah. the best soccer been, I feel before. like it's definitely improved. Like for you to get more like endurance, get leaner, get faster, yeah. rather than you know carrying around yeah. those bazookas under your shirt all the time. Right, you should see my brother now, though he's
1: freaking. He looks like he's been eating people or dumbbells or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn! But well, so- I'll still tell you, I think I'd still. If, I don't know if it ever happens, uh, but I, I still think I'd have it in the fight. You know, <laughs> about fifteen pounds under.
2: I know football players these days have been getting a bad rep for, uh, you know, flopping or that. Have you taken any, enrolled in any theater or acting classes, of course? <laughs> What's that? Flopping. You know, like I'm a soccer player on
0: the field or football, you know, when they take the nasty spills to try to draw cards and whistles. Mike was asking uh, the, uh, if you have theatrical performance. You just gotta get respect from the refs, is really why you do it. You know, you gotta, you gotta let them know. Protect the players.
1: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, I'm always the respect You guys can be the respect. Also, I've on a consistent basis, I'm a little bit of a suck up, and I uh, become good friends with him. Get him on my side.
0: Yeah, you got, especially as a captain. You know, they're gonna respect you. You gotta, you gotta be in mm-hmm. their ear a little bit and let them know. Protecting yeah. your teammates. We can't be. Can't be having them, you know, tearing those ACLs like they might have done in the past. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But, dude, I was also going to ask, um, you know, with the big article release back in uh, and Buzzard, if, you know, you got any looks, extra looks from the girls. I know they, Celia is your girlfriend now. I'm just wondering if anyone, you know, they might want to be careful here. Anyone slid in the DMs when they saw that article back home? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think it was,
1: uh, I don't think it got that far. They didn't go viral yet.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm sure, I'm sure Mama Bradders has got it up on the, uh, fridge at home at least. That's good. Oh, she probably got a little shrine going on. I went home, the first time I went home, uh, the U.S.
1: I've been here for like a year or so. Got yeah. home, my brother's like, go look in the kitchen. She's got like a little shrine for you and she's got like pictures and it's quite cute actually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is awesome. She just loves you, man. It's great she was able to come over here quite a few times to see a play, too. What's that? It's great that she was able to, like, come over and see a play in yeah. everything
1: too. Yeah, she's been over a handful of times, so it's been really nice. It's nice to have my aunt in town as well and be able to be yeah. able to stay at, at her place whenever they need to. And yeah. Yeah, it's, it's been perfect. If I went back four years, uh, I think I would do it exactly the same way. I've had a great time being here. and Having family in town is a big thing, and the people I've met over the last four years has been
0: great. Yeah, man. Don't know. Don't know what we'd do without you, in Dubuque. You're the man, Alex.
1: Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. And I uh, obviously got to give my girlfriend a shout out. Now she's keeping me uh, a yeah. little, little more rooted to Dubuque now too. Obviously, she's great, too. Yeah.
0: It's all worth it to meet the love of your life at the end of those four <laughs> years. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: don't do
0: we might, honestly, we might have to have a little uh, Valentine's Day special and bring you back on, you know. You and Celia, love <laughs> we'll see.
2: We'll see, we'll see. Next time I'm back, Alex, we ought to meet up. Have a, have a beer or two. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. But to me. You bet, Alex.
0: Thanks for coming on today. You know we love you, man. Oh, I love you, you too, I love
1: you. Later. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Later,
0: you man. bet. Peace.
1: Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Don't let